Welcome, everybody. It's time again. Stop surfing the net. Start riding the waves instead. The sales pipeline waves with our host, the host of the Silver Surfer of Sales. That's what we're going to call him from now on here. Matt Hines, the big kahuna himself here from Hines Marketing. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I assume you've forgotten about that. I don't know if I was happy or not happy. To <laughs> we'll drop it in the future here. I just I think it just rides with that whole idea of riding the waves and riding yeah, the sales pipeline here. Yeah, it, it makes me kind of it makes me kind of feel like a, a Marvel comic superhero. I think you are. Universe. That's the way people talk to you. Like you you just ride in and rescue the day here. Thanks everyone for joining us. Another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to be here. Uh, we are recording. Uh, we are recording live today. Uh, usually, I'm working out of the uh, out of the office, Heinz Marketing at our International Headquarters in Redmond, Washington. Today, we are 75 stories above the ground downtown Seattle. It is my goodness, a beautiful day today. It's a little cold outside, but um, I'm going to steal the line from Sarah Palin. You can literally see Canada from uh, where I am right now out the window. It's it's pretty amazing. For those of you out there, hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good week. We are close to the end of the month. We are very close to the end of the quarter. So for those of you uh, managing your own pipelines, grinding it out, I hope things are going well. I hope your forecasts are looking strong. And I think you're really going to enjoy our, our conversation today and our guest. Uh, very excited to have Trish Bertuzzi join us today. I've known Trish for years. I literally did not prepare uh, hardly at all for this call. I mean, oftentimes I have to come up with do a little research come up with some questions. I knew that not only knowing Trish, knowing topic, and uh, knowing just how much uh, energy and how much great content she brings to the game, I could probably just ask a question to start, and we'll just go. And uh, I promise we won't blow through commercials as well. But uh, Trish Bertuzzi is the CEO of The Bridge Group. They are a world-class inside sales consulting firm out of Boston. She's got uh, clients all over the world, and she just published Sales Development Playbook, which if you are in inside sales, if you are doing or considering a function either inside your company or outside to do sales development, lead qualification inside sales, it has very quickly become the Bible of the industry. Uh, lots of great insights. I know people have been bugging Trish to write a book forever. And I know, Trish, you said this is your first book. I, there's a rumor that this might be your last book. I'm hoping that's not the case. But Trish, welcome to the show. Talk a little bit about the book and maybe a little bit about what you guys do as well. I mean, you've been in this industry for a very long time. I know the book itself is a collection of a lot of so your wisdom, best practices, and, and really very practical, very specific guidance for companies that are doing inside sales. But talk a little bit about what you guys do, your experience, and then how the book came to be. The Bridge Group is the largest inside sales consulting firm in North America. We've been in business for 20 years and worked with over 250 B2B technology companies. That's our very specific, though not exclusive, focus is B2B tech. Offer a variety of services. Our mission and our passion is to help people unleash the power of inside sales, whether that be sales development or people carrying quota. We work with across the entire spectrum of the funnel. We think the way to go to market and generate revenue is own web and social media. So we're all about it. It seems like the inside sales function just continues to mature. It continues to grow. You, you and I are both involved in the American Association of Inside Sales Professionals, and it always feels like at those events that we're really not talking about inside sales. We're just talking about sales. Uh, is, is there still a distinction that's worth noting? Um, is it good that those lines are blurring? How do you think about that? So I think it's good that the lines are blurring, but there still is a distinction. Um, I think field sales is evolving at a rapid pace. 
a smart field sales rep is using phone web and social media to do a significant amount of their work. Um, but I think they are there's still a huge demand for for great face to face salespeople. Not everything can be sold over the phone, and I'm the first one to admit that. Right. So I think there's a there's sort of a schmeld going on, but I think they have their each have their own individual roles to play. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think you know the one thing that I that I, I feel kind of more strongly about than anything, I guess, in the in, in the distinction is that you know I think there's a historical perception that inside sales is inferior, I guess, to to field yeah. sales. That it's yeah. that it's junior people. It's not the best salespeople. That if you're good, you aren't doing inside sales. You're doing field sales. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, what we're seeing, and I, I'd be curious to get your perspective, is that you've got more senior salespeople, more of your best salespeople that just don't want to be on the road all the time. They are fine working from one place for the majority of their time. They could be greatly efficient with a lot of the technology tools and the web conferencing that we have today. And quite frankly, a lot of buyers don't necessarily want the dog and pony in their office either. They also are comfortable with, and in many cases prefer, an inside sales model to help them find what they need as well. Absolutely. You said it beautifully, Matt. It's really the buyers who have dictated the the change in the way we sell to them. They want us to be more efficient, effective, take up less time, deliver more value. Are there particular industries or size of companies that, are, that you see are doing this more or that, that this model works better for? I mean, I literally this morning you know, read an article about the CEO of Slack who is bragging that he refuses to create a sales team and I think maybe thinks that you know his business is just going to come out of the air apparently. But is it easier or better for an early stage company to invest in this? Are traditional industries at a disadvantage or is it really more universal the opportunity to, to better leverage inside sales to grow, to grow the business? Well, obviously my lens is technology, which is, has definitely been an innovator and early adopter of the model. But having said that, I'm seeing clients across a variety of industries beginning to adopt inside sales. And the reason is their buyers want just what we talked about, efficiency, effectiveness, and deliver more value, and their buyers are dictating it. And if you think of it this way, too, modern buyers coming up through the ranks, let's say they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever the, the age range of the, the buyer type that you target, they grew up with technology. They grew up with text. They grew mm-hmm. up with email. They grew up with video. It's not foreign to them any longer. As a matter of fact, what is foreign to many of these people, especially in their 20s, is having a face-to-face conversation. <laughs> so, you know, it's really the buyer, the, the industry buyers that are dictating how they get sold to, not so much the industries themselves. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a smart approach. But let's talk a little more about sort of the conversation and the story. You know, I don't I don't care whether you're field sales, inside sales, or whether you're in marketing, however you're doing it. I feel like one of the things that is becoming weakened a little bit in sales is a focus not only on you know, creating customer resonance and telling good stories and having good conversations, but also as sales managers, our ability to prioritize practice and familiarity and comfortability. In some cases, just the art of conversation as well as being able to create rapport with someone. That In many cases, it's easier when you're in person because you can pick up on visual clues and, and you've got body language and other things. So on the phone, you've got fewer communication tools to do that, so it's even more important to have those skills. Do you see that as a priority? Do you see that as a need? And, and how does that sort of fit into the mix for you as well? 
Well, I mean, we spend a lot of time working with our clients, helping them to build their story. And not only to build one story, but to build multiple stories based on multiple buyer types. So if you're selling to multiple buyers, you're not speaking one language. You tend to be speaking three to five. So mm-hmm. that storytelling component is what we help our clients build in both the cadence with which they reach out to their uh, prospects as well as the themes of the messaging they leave. So I am 100% on your bus about the criticality of storytelling in the sales process. This is not easy stuff, no matter what kind of role you're playing in sales. I mean, you're learning a golf swing, and there's a lot of components of getting that right. But uh, I think practice and familiarity certainly helps. We're talking to Trish Bertuzzi, who's the CEO of the Bridge Group with offices in Boston and San Francisco. She is the author of the, yes, she's the author of the new sales development playbook. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, if you're doing anything in sales, uh, right after the show, not before, but after the show, go to Amazon, get yourself a copy of the Sales Development Playbook. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Trish and Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. With response rates as high as 100% and ROI in the tens of thousands of percent or more, contact marketing is an amazing tool for any enterprise, large or small. Contact marketing is a fusion of marketing and sales that directly targets those critical connections that can change the scale of your business almost overnight. If you're ready to transform the scale of your business, visit contactmarketing.agency on the web. That's contactmarketing.agency. And now back to Matt and his guest. Awesome. Thank you. Boy, these half hours go by fast. It's amazing how quickly these shows go by. If uh, if it's speed and die for you and you want to catch a replay of our time with Trish today, you can always get those at salespipelineradio.com. We'll have a replay of our conversation with Trish Pertuzzi, author of the Sales Development Playbook, uh, as well as our past guests. Boy, we are very excited, very honored to have Trish Pertuzzi, who, you know, if you're in inside sales and you don't know her, if you're not reading her stuff, you are missing out. She's been she's been blogging and speaking and writing for a very long time with always very actionable, very succinct, just good insights that really are very focused on helping salespeople, sales managers uh, get better. Excited to have her here today. You know, we were talking a little bit about the idea of conversation, the idea of practice. I started thinking in, uh, a lot more about, not just for salespeople, for marketers as well, the idea that we don't write a piece of music and hand it to a professional musician and sh- shove them out onto the stage at Carnegie Hall. And yet oftentimes what we do with salespeople is, you know, we do a sales kickoff or sales meeting. We give them a new script or approach and put them right back on the phones. And I think, you know, to me, that kind of breeds call reluctance. It breeds a level of a lack of confidence and unfamiliarity with the content that comes across on the phone. You know, what are some best practices, Trish, that you have or that you've seen work or that you've employed in your own consulting work to help companies just get better, help individuals get more comfortable, more familiar, more successful with the material they're using? Without a doubt, coaching comes mm-hmm. into play. There's sort of two facets. One, you need to prepare your team for every campaign that you launch. As a matter of fact, Artith Albee, who I know you know, Matt, who is a brilliant content writer and CEO of Marketing Interactions, 
She's actually written two books on the topic of content. When I interviewed her for the book, she shared with us something that she did with her clients, and it really was about preparing the inside sales team for follow-up, let's say, to an event. They actually did worksheets or cliff notes or I don't care what you call it, campaign cheat sheets, but that would say when was the event date, what were the personas of the attendees, who were the keynote speakers, like so you Mm -hmm. can speak intelligently to the people that attend, what sessions your organization delivered there, what was the theme of the booth, what was the core message to the attendees, what were points to probe on. I mean, that level of preparation is typically missing. No, I, I would agree with that. I think there's a point of diminishing returns on some of that. You know, what I knowing that you know if you're inside sales, if you're doing outbound calling, even if you're following up on leads, you're going to leave a lot of voicemails. And so, what I don't want people doing is you know 30 minutes of research for a you know 20 second voicemail. Friend of yours and mine, Steve Richard from Voresight, You know, I I talk all the time about something that I attribute to him. Maybe he stole it from you or someone else. I don't know, but it's, it's what I call he calls the three by three method. You know, take up yeah. to three minutes and find up to three things that you can use on the call. Ideally, something that, you know, you may have in common with the person you're calling, but at least something that's of interest to them that you can use as an icebreaker. If it's related to their business and related to what you're selling and the themes around that, great. In many cases, it might not be. But at least it gives you a strategy and a succinct strategy to develop that rapport to kind of break the ice and make the call more comfortable. Do you have other strategies that you kind of use and and teach with some of your clients? Huge fan. We we have a little spin on it. We call it the three C's. You do quick research on the company, the contact, and then turn it into a conversation starter. Same strategy, though. No, that's Big great. Of personalization. You know, for those that are listening that are doing inside sales and are, you know, that have an inside sales group or sales development group, let's talk a little about the American Association for Inside Sales Professionals. You know, you've been involved for a very long time. And look, I'm, I'm definitely coming from the marketing side, but a lot of our clients that have inside sales teams, it's been really valuable. And when we think about that community, right, not only getting better internally, but learning from your peers, it's, you know, we've been here in Seattle. Our Seattle chapter has been incredibly valuable for the people that are involved. We tend to look at the same four walls. We don't always learn from and share with each other. The inside sales community through the AAISP has been what I've seen is valuable to help bring that together through a variety of events and then chapter events. And you've been you've been running the Boston chapter, or at least you've been involved in leading the Boston chapter for a long time. What has that meant for you, and what would your sort of advice be for people that may not have explored it yet? From the inception, I've been on the board of the American Association of Inside Sales Professionals. I mean, Bob and Larry reached out to me, I don't even know how many years ago. So I am a huge fan and a huge advocate of that organization. I did recently pass the baton of leading the Boston chapter to Lori Page and Lori Richardson, two of your favorite Lori's, Mm -hmm. Matt. Yes. And they're doing a phenomenal job. I think for anyone involved in inside sales, it's sort of the one go-to place where you can network with your peers. And it's not just at the management level. I think it's critically important that people understand that. Individual contributors deserve a place to go and learn and be with their peers too. And I think AISP provides both of those scenarios, which is where I think most of its value lies, is that it's not just focused at leadership, most assuredly a learning experience for reps themselves. So huge fan, huge advocate, can't promote it enough, aa-isp.org. Their leadership summit, which isn't just for leaders, by the way, is coming up mm-hmm. next month. Hope to see you that 
there, Matt. Those conferences are a lot of fun. I, I think the um, for those of you that are inside sales, leadership, manager, frontline, that leadership summit that, that they do, and it's going to be in Chicago here, I believe. I can't remember the dates, but look it up on you know aa-isp.org. Just a great event. Great event, great content, great speakers, and great people to learn from. It's your chance to rub shoulders and talk to people like uh, Trish Bertuzzi, our guest here today, CEO of The Bridge Group and author of The Sales Development Playbook, ask you the proverbial crystal ball question. What are some things you're seeing that will continue to evolve as trends and best practices in inside sales? Are there things that some of your best clients are innovating and doing differently that might be on the horizon for other companies as they look to sort of improve efficiency and results out of their teams? I think a current trend is account-based marketing, account-based sales development, or as Craig Rosenberg calls it, and I love that he does this, account-based everything. <laughs> yeah. Love that. So the important thing to remember is everybody always wants to hop on the bandwagon of a trend, and when we, you kind of peel the onion on account-based everything, you realize that it makes the most sense for an ASP of over 50K, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like everything else. Not one sales model fits everyone, and that's certainly the case here. But that's a huge trend, and that's something I'm encouraging my clients to learn more about, the clients that are selling into the enterprise and or have that sort of ACV or ASP of 50K and above. So that's something we're most assuredly keeping our finger on the pulse of. There's so many great people in this industry to learn from. I love what Craig's doing with the sort of account-based everything. And you're totally right. I mean, I think, you know, on the account-based marketing front, I literally have heard some people talk about the idea of SMB, ABM. uh, And I just think that seems like a contradiction and, and honestly, it kind of, I think too often it speaks to the fact that marketers still don't really get the responsibility they have to revenue. Uh, you know, if, you, right. if you're spending the money to generate the leads, but you're doing that in a way that is unprofitable and not scalable, then that generally is irresponsible. And yet we still see that as a manifestation of this account-based marketing uh, sort of movement, so to speak. And it's interesting. I mean, just quickly before we're going to run out of time here, Talk a little bit about the idea of sort of sales and marketing alignment and integration. You know, what are some of the best practices that you've seen from marketing teams with some of the clients and companies you're working with? What are the best ways for marketers to align and work more collaboratively and more successfully with their inside sales counterparts? I mean, it's obviously a key component, sales and marketing alignment for sales development or inside sales is is just so critical. So I think if, you know, all all arrows have to be pointed at the same target, so that's always a place to start. When we go into an organization, the first thing we talk about is what's your ideal customer profile. And if sales and marketing give us two different answers, okay, that's the place we got to begin, right? All oars in the water, going the same way, all arrows at the target. So I think that's a, that's a given. I think understanding how marketing can help nurture and educate prospects, not just build top of the funnel, but marketing can have such a profound impact in the middle of the funnel. I think really smart companies are starting to figure that out. And then finally, I encourage every marketing person within our client base to go sit in the inside sales space and follow up on your own leads for a day a month. There is nothing like that. You will learn more about how your job is performing or not just by doing that. So if you can't do it for a day a month, do it for a half a day, do it, I don't care. But if you're not making calls into your own leads, don't talk to me that you're in alignment. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think, you know, even if, you know, I, I think getting on the phone with your own leads is critical. I think even if all you do is just sit amongst your sales team and just watch and listen to what they're doing, you will see that their phone numbers suck, that, you know, that their processes are bad, that the leads aren't what you think they are, that in reality, uh, that nice up into the right chart that you're showing the board every month, um, you know, there's just not, there's tons of room for improvement. So focusing less on pointing fingers and more on making the pipeline better. That's what it's all about. So now we're running out of time. Trish Bertuzzi, CEO of the Bridge Group. Uh, real quickly, real before, before we wrap up, if people can go to Amazon.com, get a copy of your book. Where else can they learn about you and read some of your other stuff? We have a great blog at blog at bridgegroupinc.com. They can follow me on Twitter, Bridge Group Inc. And if they want to email me direct, it's trish at bridgegrouping.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll have all those links up on the uh, website, salespipelineradio.com, as, uh, as well as a replay of today's episode, as well as a replay of all our past episodes. Look forward to catching up with you on the road as we take Sales Pipeline Radio on the road in Q2. For those of you who are in sales and in marketing that are embracing that revenue responsibility, have a great rest of your month, great rest of your quarter. Hit your number. We'll see you next time. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been surfing the sales pipeline with the big kahuna himself, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing.